All right, welcome back to another episode of US NFL Podcast presented by Underdog Sports. This is the Underdog Sports NFL Edition Podcast. I am your one of your hosts. I am the Vikings and Steelers admin on the page. I am hashtag Captain Kirk, hashtag Sixburg, and I can also be found at hashtag you got Moss representing legendary Randy Moss. Um, I am Dante Ferris. To my right here, well, I guess not to my right. You can't see him, but he's on the screen to my right. I have one of my co-hosts, resident Buffalo Bills admin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am hashtag circle the wagons. My name is Josh Wilson, and I'm happy to be here. Go Bills. And then to my left, I have resident Saints and Titans admin, Go ahead and introduce yourself. Bills uh, represent the Titans with tag Kingly and Saints with 3-1 riffs because of the NFC Championship. What an NFC Championship. Go Vikings. Well, go Rams, but go Vikings more importantly. Um, and then we have our guest this week, the winner of Post of the Week on the U.S. NFL page. We have Hailing from Utah. The resident Broncos admin, probably one of three Broncos fans in the entire world. <laughs> Go whoa, ahead whoa, and introduce whoa. yourself. Hey, just so you're aware, Broncos country is pretty strong, man. We travel. We, we represent. I'm Brendan Kornberg. I am from Utah, lifelong Broncos fan. I represent uh, Bleed Orange, hashtag Bleed Orange, um, and also hashtag Elwood. I represent the legendary John Elway, but find very few opportunities to make a post about John Elway. Anytime I do, people call him donkey face. So it's just hard. It's frustrating. <laughs> greatest quarterback in history, and they call him a donkey. It's hard. Ooh. Second greatest quarterback in history. Kirk Cousins does still exist. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I can't <laughs> argue with that. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Hey, I mean, the, the Seattle defense made him look like the greatest quarterback of all time. Just saying. Too bad um, he can't do it in prime time. Oh, we'll, we'll get more into that on my weekly overreactions i've got a a stunner for you this week um so let's get into our primetime pick'em. normally we're recording this show on thursday evening right before the thursday night football game and so we're making the predictions as the game is kicking off but this week we're actually recording on a wednesday evening so we have time to get this edited and posted before the thursday night football game so this week week we have a rematch from the 2019 college football playoffs between two quarterbacks who um, both went number one overall in their respective draft classes. Um, both have won championships at the college level, and both are looking to kind of help their teams turn it around. We've got Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals versus Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dez, who do you got? Bengals by 50. No. <laughs> Bengals are going to beat the Jags. Jags look like trash. Urban Meyer's still not ready. To be playing players and not get in trouble for it. Uh, needs to go back to college or just the retirement home after he has heart problems. <laughs> I like the air quotes there. <laughs> There's always some sort of problem with him. All right, so we've got Bengals for Dez. Josh, who do you got? I've got Bengals. Uh, the Jags look horrible. The Bengals actually look like they could be a decent football team this year with wins against the Vikings and the Steelers. So I know you know that, Dante. Uh, so I think the Bengals win it and move to 3-1. and one. 
<sighs> Brendan, who do you have? Well, I'm going to go Bengals. I mean, obviously they're the better team, but more importantly, does anyone actually care about this game? I think you could like cut the Jaguars and the Bengals out of the NFL and no one would even notice. Like seriously. I, I think that's a very accurate statement. I mean, <laughs> come, come on. on. The, the Bungles and the When's Jaguars. When's the last time either of these teams was relevant? Let's be honest. But the Doc Bengals didn't notice because his team would have two loss losses. Hey, hey, you hush yourself. You're you're talking a lot of crap for somebody who lost to those same Steelers. So, yeah, man, it was All a rough right. week one. I, I'm gonna have to go with the trend and say Bengals win this one. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he may turn it around, but his rookie season is not looking like it's gonna be a productive one. I still think he has a good career, but this season is not it for him. Um, he's gonna have. I'm calling it right now. He's going to have a Sam Darnold-like career where the first four years are going to be awful. He'll get traded, and he'll he'll start to blossom. Um, all right. For Sunday Night Football, we have one that is very much a long-awaited return. Tom Brady takes his Buccaneers back to Foxborough to face his old running mate and uh, former head coach Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Who do we got in this week or in this game? Brendan, who do you got? Well, I'm going Bucks. I think the, the Buccaneer players are going to rally around Tom Brady and they're going to go out there and absolutely demolish the Patriots in prime time. I don't think the Patriots are going to rally around Bill Belichick. I think the verdict's almost out that Brady was really the, the glue that tied that championship together and Belichick may be the most overrated coach in NFL history. Bucks are going to roll. Des, who do you have? I'm going to take the Bucks. But the only reason I'm somewhat hesitant to is because their defense got picked apart last week. But then again, that was Matthew Stafford, not Mac Jones. So I think the Buccaneers won comfortably. But I think Mac Jones shows some life late. And, but uh, it's going to be a rough season for the, for the Patriots. And Brady gets his revenge. All righty, and Josh, who do you have? I've got the Bucks in this one. I just think they're too good to not win, and the Patriots look rough this season, which makes me happy as a Bills fan. But uh, I think Tom Brady, I think it's an emotional game for him returning to Foxborough, and I think he'll have a big game, and the Bucks will rally after losing to the Rams. Uh, Bucks win. I, I have to follow the trend here. Bucks win big. Um, I'm going to be bold here. Brady throws seven touchdowns. Um, <laughs> he absolutely balls out in Foxborough. He gives the entire world a show. He gives the Patriots fans a show. Um, if there are any left, I have a good feeling 90% of Foxborough is going to be Bucks uniforms or Bucks jerseys. They, they were all Brady fans. They weren't actually Patriots fans. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, New England, you don't have real fans. Um, but, yeah, Bucks win big. I, I, the, their defense won't pitch a shutout, but I, I would, I'm venturing to guess it's 56-24. It, it's going to be a blowout. All right, and then I will lead us off Monday Night Football, Raiders versus Chargers, a prime time AFC West matchup that means something. When was the last time we had 
the AFC West look the way it does now? Two three and zero teams, a one and two team that's in last place that very well can still win that division, and the Chargers look legit at two and one. I mean, that entire division is insane. We've got Raiders versus Chargers on Monday Night Football. I said this in the very first episode of this podcast. The Raiders are a legitimate defense away from being a contender. Their defense has turned it around. They dominated the Steelers. Their defense did. And then this last week, they came out and dominated. I I genuinely think the Raiders are the best team in that division. And that's nothing against the Broncos. I think the Broncos look good. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers look good. But the Raiders are the most complete team. There's holes on the other teams. The hole with the Broncos is Teddy Bridgewater. Love him. Love him to death as a Vikings fan. There's a hole there. The hole with the Chargers is that defense. I mean, they gave up, what was it, almost, or was it 30 points against the Chiefs last week? It was 24, I think. 24 they gave up three scores against the chiefs four scores against the chiefs the chiefs have no defense and they need a solid second option besides tyreek hill for mahomes josh gordon may or may not be that the raiders are complete on all three facets of the game i I think they win that division but i've got to go raiders this week um big win over the chargers statement win for them they move to four and oh and they look to be serious contenders des who do you got i'm gonna go with the raiders too just solely because they're defense has been legit this year and they're the only team in the league with three wins over teams that won 10 wins last year like they're a good team i i doubt them in week one not doubting them here at week four brendan who do you got i'm gonna go against the flow here a bit and i'm gonna go chargers mainly because it's in la it's Monday night. It's probably the most high-profile game that they've had in SoFi Stadium yet for the Chargers. All six Charger fans are going to be there screaming loud and proud, right? <laughs> the rest of the the rest of the place is going to be Raiders fans. But I, I think the Chargers are, you know, they're they're building confidence. They almost beat the Cowboys. Um, they beat the Chiefs on the road. I think their defense is just good enough that they're going to give Derek Carr a few issues. I think the Chargers are going to win, and but I think that's going to be maybe the the most entertaining game of the weekend. I, I think you're going to see some like 38-35, something like that. Herbert and Carr thrown all over the place. But I like the Chargers. I think they're going to hand the Raiders their first loss, and I think you'll see both those teams 3-1 and one after Monday night. All right, Josh, so let's wrap up with you. Who do you got? Uh, I'm also going Chargers. I think both teams are very good. Uh, I think... Like Brendan said, it's in L.A. I think Justin Herbert uh, shines on Monday Night Football. All righty. I, I, I have to say, that's easily the best matchup of the all three primetime games. Oh, yeah. It's huge. I mean, what a, what a game to end the week on. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody's going to be tuning in to watch that game. All right. So after last week, let's go through the standings. In first place, yours truly, I uh, Captain Kirk and Sixburg. I'm leading with a four and two record in primetime pick'em. In the second spot, we have our guest slot. They are three and three. Tied for second is Dez, also at three and three, and in a three-way tie for second is Josh, also at three and three. I've got a one-game lead on all of them. Hopefully, um, I get some gain or gain some ground, like gain some separation between the guest spot and Josh as 
uh, Brandon and Josh are both wrong and the Raiders win. But if not, <laughs> we'll all be tied for um, first, and then Des will be alone at the bottom <laughs> at whatever his record may be. But we'll see how that ends up next week, and we'll run through that again. Let's go through our week in review. We're going to start with our guest, Brendan. His 3-0 and now, Broncos, played the New York Jets. I mean, we all know how that ended, but walk us through that. What What were your thoughts on that game? Well, the Broncos, I mean, the biggest thought that not even just for that game, but for the season so far, really there's two key things that jump out is Von Miller's back. I mean, through three games, the guy's got four sacks. He's putting pressure on the quarterback. He made um, Zach Wilson's life a living hell on Sunday. And Teddy Bridgewater's Teddy consistent right now, right? Like the thing the Broncos have been missing has been someone who doesn't turn the ball over. Drew Locke, half the time we'd throw the ball, it'd be a pick, right? So Teddy... Great QBR. I think he's like 116 or something QBR through three games. Only four touches, zero picks, though. And with Vic Fangio in that defense, that's all they care about. You know, they're not looking at Teddy to, to put up Patrick Mahomes numbers. They're like, throw a couple touchdowns. Don't turn the ball over. Keep the offense on the field. Um, Zach Wilson looked rough. And then he got thrown under the bus by one of his O-linemen in the post-game interview. But I think more than anything, what we're seeing with the Broncos is that defense is legit. They shut out the Jets, um, which, yeah, I mean, that's not going to win praise from a lot of people shutting out the Jets this year. But their offense just looked consistent. They controlled time of possession. They, they only put up 26 points, which is concerning to me. Um, but at the same time, they just controlled the clock and controlled the game. So I feel good. Broncos Nation feels good. We're 3-0. and We've had just awful awful starts the last three or four years the month of september has not been kind so to be three and has got us in a good spot but going back to what you said about the raiders in that division i'm not delusional i think the broncos at three and oh are probably the third best team in the division i still think it'll come down to raiders and chiefs um Derek carr's looking legit so i mean that my biggest thing we can review broncos are three and oh but more of an iffy three and oh than the raiders but i'm pretty happy with what i'm seeing I mean, I've got to be honest, the Broncos look really good right now. And that's bizarre to me because week one, I said they're a legitimate QB away from being a Super Bowl contender. And Teddy Bridgewater looks like a legitimate quarterback right now. He's not that guy that's going to put up superstar numbers, but he's a game manager. And I think that's just genuinely what they need. That defense will get them where they want to go. They just need that game manager. Yeah. They're going to be scary. I mean, even I if they don't win the division, they're going to be scary as a wild card coming into the playoffs. Well, the so. biggest concern is injuries are starting to pile up. We've already lost Jared Judy and uh, now Kevin Hamler to season ending knee injury. So, I mean, the wide receiving core is beat up. So we'll see if we can hold up. But if you have a good defense, good defense travels, you have a decent run game uh, that wins in November, December. So. Does. Yeah. I know. What'd you say? So as a Titans fan, I know a good run game oh. wins. <laughs> <laughs> November, certain, December, yeah. maybe not January though for Titans fans. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Two years ago. Hey, the Titans are, I mean, they're right there. They're, they're going to be contenders. Speaking of the Titans, since Brendan decided to give me a perfect segue into the next game, Des, let's talk Titans Colts. Man, it was... Interesting. Uh, our defense looked better, but at the same time, it was also the Colts who've not looked great on offense at all this season. 
Uh, we did see Julio and AJ Brown get hurt. Uh, we don't know how extensive that is yet. I know we might be missing them this weekend. Thankfully, we have a bye week playing the Jets. I mean, <laughs> Derek Henry did what Derek Henry does and made Darius Leonard a ragdoll and literally ran through him and sent him six yards downfield. So that was fun to watch. Uh, I mean, back-to-back wins after an embarrassing defeat to the Cardinals and having two easy games in the upcoming weeks. I'm riding high. I know I'm going to crash soon because it's a Tennessee team, and every team in Tennessee likes to crush my heart. You guys got the Bills in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's not until November. Hey, hey, don't worry. No. Don't worry. Uh, a less than mediocre run game beats them, so you'll be all right. <laughs> well, and also, Dan, I'll I, I don't. I'll a, loss to the, a loss to the Cardinals isn't that bad right now. It's not. I mean, they're, they're 3 0 as well. It's the way that we lost. Like, they're a good team, but we got humiliated. And but, I don't know. I'm, we look good this week. Derek Henry did what Derek Henry does. We saw some new guys make some big plays. Uh, I mean, only thing I can really have any griping about is our defense is still iffy at best. And then we shot ourselves in the foot with some stupid penalties. But, I mean, it'll be all right. I think, I think like I said last week, we're going to win the division without any issues whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, there will be no – it'll be like the Packers for the last five years. There will be no competition. All right. So now that we've talked about that game, let's go ahead and talk about a game that pains me deeply. I'm going to go ahead and talk about Steelers-Bengals. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, much like our rushing yards. Um <laughs> our offense is abysmal. TJ Watt is the anchor on our defense. He wasn't there. Um, there's still time to turn it around, but it's gonna, not going to be with Big Ben. Uh, all, all love for Ben Roethlisberger. This offense isn't built for him to succeed. It, it's, it, it's really not. And so I think we need to move on from the Ben Roethlisberger era. We need to prepare for the future. Dwayne Haskins is that guy. I will stand by that until he proves me wrong. Um, so he didn't prove you wrong in Washington? No, because Washington was <laughs> such a mess of an organization that honestly, they, they shouldn't have, first of all, they should not have been a playoff team last year. They were a playoff team because they were in the NFC least. Um, the, the Washington era for Dwayne Haskins was a mess. I think if he can come to Pittsburgh and do what Pittsburgh is notorious for, which is getting head cases to calm down and just play football, I think Haskins has talent. I think Haskins can be good. The Steelers-Bengals game was just awful. Um, everything about it made me want to cry. Just terrible miscues on all facets. And yet again, Minka Fitzpatrick, who wants a huge contract, like wants something borderline what TJ Watt got and he's been burned two weeks in a row on fly routes. I mean, that is what we brought him in for was to cover the fly route and he can't do it. Like all of a sudden he just can't, there's something going on. Um, 
we're either in for a really long season or Tomlin's going to rip into some people and we'll see a turnaround this week for the versus the Packers. I'm hoping for option number two, but with Ben at the helm, I think it's going to be option number one, but what's up. So it's time to tank. Oh, absolutely. Um, that kid out of Liberty, that quarterback out of Liberty. If Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy, that quarterback out of Liberty, uh, that's who I want quarterbacking this team. Same size as Ben, same arm strength as Ben as a rookie, uh, same mobility that Ben had as a rookie. Because if you don't remember, Ben could move. Ben could move when yeah. he was young. He could get out and run. And the scary part about Ben getting out and running was I've like there's highlight videos where he trucks people. Like he didn't go down. He ran through people. And so I I want to I would like to see another young Ben in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to be in a position to draft. I pre- I would prefer not being in a position to draft a quarterback high in the first round, but we're likely going to be. And it just depends on how the season plays out. We'll probably be drafting top ten. But um, so for Bo Nix, I'm gonna laugh. Uh, if we get Bo Nix, I'm literally never going to watch another Steelers game in my life. All right, now let's talk Vikings Seahawks because I started on a all right, I started on the low note. I'm going to end my segment on a high note. Wow. Just wow. That was the most complete performance I have seen out of people that showed up in a Vikings uniform in forever. That was Minnesota proving to the rest of the league that US Bank Stadium is going to be one of the hardest places to play all season. The Seahawks after the first quarter looked rattled. They, their tempo was off. Their offensive line was off. Russ was having to go back to the offensive line and relay messages two, three, four times. U.S. Bank Stadium was rocking, and our defense looked good. Our offense looked phenomenal. Um, Kirk Cousins just continues to ball out. Kirk Cousins continues to prove that it is not his fault that this team started 0-2. Um, I... If anybody who watches this consistently knows, week one, I ragged on Cousins. His depth of target was really low. His depth of tar- target has almost doubled since then. And that's an average throughout the first three games, which means his depth of target was like triple that the last two weeks. And his, I mean, it's just Cousins is a completely different quarterback the last two weeks than he was the first week. And we clearly have depth behind Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook didn't start, and we still had over 100 yards rushing this week. Um, Dalvin Cook didn't just wasn't just not starting; he didn't play at all. Um, Vikings looked really good against a very solid Seahawks team, who, ironically enough, will still be the worst in their division, and will finish over 500. Um, all right, Josh, let's finish this up with Bills football team. Uh, the Bills rolled. They finally. Looked like the team that I wanted to see. Uh, Josh Allen returned to MVP form, uh, going 32 for 43 for 358 and four touchdowns, plus he added one touchdown on the ground and no interceptions. Uh, Really nothing bad you can say about this game. Uh, I was very happy with it. They looked good, and that's not even because they played a team that really doesn't have an identity anymore. I mean, Ryan Fitzmagic goes down. They start to lose their identity. But the Bills just looked solid. They looked confident. They looked 
like a football team. And I think that's a good sign for um, Buffalo fans. All right, let's go into your segment, Josh. Tell us about your game of the week. Okay, so my game of the week is Rams Cardinals. Uh, both game or both teams are three and zero. The Rams were also part of my game of the week last week and had a big win over the Bucks. Uh, the winner of this game will be in the driver's seat, not only in the uh, NFC but in the NFC West. Um. So I'm looking forward to this game. Um, Matt Stafford has nine touchdowns on the season. He's averaging over 300 yards per game and has a 129.8 average. And that Cardinals defense has been hot. So I think it'll be an exciting game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Cardinals have defense have been hot and their offense is second in the league. The Rams, Rams better be careful. They're going to lose that game. I mean, Stafford's looking like an MVP candidate. So is Kyler Murray. So I think it's going to be a battle of quarterbacks. I really hope it is because I've got Kyler Murray starting in fantasy football. And if he has a down week because the Rams defense dominates him, I might cry. Oh. <laughs> and after Matt Stafford another. So after the half point loss that I suffered this week, um, I can't do another one of those. That one was painful because as of like Sunday night, before the Sunday night game, I was projected to win. And then by halftime of the Sunday night game, I had like a 1% chance to win because I wasn't going to get that final half point. And that was just defeating. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I would assume you would. You're the one that beat me. Um, I wasn't too upset with it. Came right to the wire, down the wire, right? But. It, it really did. It was a good good matchup this week. Um, I like your game of the week, Josh, just because I mean it's two. It's probably the two best NFC teams playing each other, and uh, yeah, I, I think we're genuinely going to see who's going to be the one seed, um, and who's going to be stuck with that wild card spot, and we'll run the table till they get back to <laughs> the conference finals and play the one seed. Um, so I like that. Well, now that we've talked about the game of the week, let's take a quick break for an ad promoted by underdog sports. Are you an NFL fan who loves trash talking your opponents? Are you over 18? Do you know how to make memes? Do you want to join an ever growing family of passionate NFL fans who trash talk each other and rep their teams through memes? Find us on Facebook at underdog sports NFL edition and shoot us a message. We would love to have you join us again. That is at on Facebook at underdog sports NFL edition. Come join us. All right. So it's time for probably my favorite segment. Not just for like the fact that it's my segment, but you guys always have some fun reactions to these. So last week I thought about changing it up to an alarm system, but it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. I kind of struggled with the flow of it and the weekly overreactions just fits better. So we're going to bring back weekly overreactions. So this week's weekly overreactions are all three about quarterbacks. So that'll be fun. Um, I've changed them since I sent you guys the show notes. Um, I thought of them like as we were going through the show. My first overreaction, Kirk Cousins is a top three quarterback. And the best part about this is it's not me just 
being a biased Minnesota Vikings fan, I have stats to back this up. So Kirk Cousins has played in three games, started all three. First, we'll take a look at the one downer for him. He's one and two. His QB record is one and two. One win, two losses. That's rough, except for the fact that if you look at his stats, you realize it's not on him. He's 88 of 119 for 73.9% completion. If he keeps it up at this rate, that will be almost 4% higher than his career best. He has 918 yards through the first three games, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. He has a 118.3 QB rating, the second highest in the league, right behind Matthew Stafford. He, I mean, he's looked like the guy that the Vikings signed to the four-year $84 million contract. He looks like that guy. And as much as it pains me as a Vikings fan, because I have been on the anti-Kirk Cousins train from almost day one, I think when we lost his first game as a Viking, that was when I was like, all right, it's time to like realize that we wasted money on this man because he looked awful his first year as a Viking. Um, if he can continue to play like this, he finishes the season as a top three quarterback, probably the, the second best quarterback in the league. And right now, talent wise, he is a top three quarterback. That is overreaction number one. Overreaction number two, Matthew Stafford is more talented than Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. This one is based solely on what I saw in Sunday night football. Was it Sunday night football? No, it was a Sunday afternoon game. But it Safter, was a- Sunday, it was the uh, America's game of the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand why that's not a primetime game, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Matthew Stafford looked better than Tom Brady. He looked better than Patrick Mahomes has this year. And we saw stuff out of Matthew Stafford that the Lions thought they were going to get. The Lions just forgot that you have to, like, give him receivers to throw to. Like, the the last time we saw Stafford look this good was when he had uh, Calvin Johnson. Like, when he had a legitimate wide receiver threat. Matthew Stafford has more talent than either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt. Overreaction number three. Big Ben is about to play his final snap of football before halftime on Sunday. I I have midway through the second quarter, Ben gets benched. Dwayne Haskins takes over, and he balls out a little bit this year. They finished 9-8, and say, and barely missed the playoffs, but it is what it is. And Ben is done in Pittsburgh. I, I genuinely think this is a possibility. We play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will for sure out. Um, if we get into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, we're not winning this game. If our defense takes over and Aaron Rodgers maybe by chance breaks a collarbone, then we have a chance. But um, I, I really genuinely don't think uh, Ben makes it out of this game as our starter. All right, so that's my three over overreactions. Do you guys have any reactions? Um, I mean, I think the the Matthew Stafford point's really interesting because the kid's always had tremendous arm talent, right? Like, I don't think anyone's ever questioned his ability to throw the ball downfield, and the Lions just didn't invest very much in protecting him. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive what he's doing. It's, it's cool that he's teamed up with McVay. I don't know if I'd... The, the thing is, you, you said that he had more talent. I guess if you look at physical assets, maybe. But you look at Tom Brady, no one's ever said he was the most physically talented quarterback. But what he can do, 
calling out defenses, the way he, the way he manages his team, that's talent, right? And I, I don't think Stafford's Tom Brady esque when it comes to that type of talent as far as dissecting a game. So I, I think it's a little bit of a reach. If you're talking arm talent, physical strengths, you could possibly convince me he's better than Mahomes and better than Brady. But if you ask me to start a team, start a franchise, I'm picking Brady, Mahomes, then Stafford, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I have, I'd have to agree with you on Kirk Cousins, uh, after looking at his stats and imagining those stats on any team, but the Vikings. And I'd say you're probably right. Uh, Kirk Cousins is, and probably has been his entire time in Minnesota hindered by the fact that. Mike Zimmer is not as good at defense as he said he was. But I'll let you finish your thought. You were you were saying something. Yeah, um I was gonna move into your other ones. Um I think that Matt Stafford I agree with Brendan, it's close. I'm not sure that I would say that he's better than Mahomes. I'd say he's probably better than 44-year-old Brady, but overall, I think that one's pretty close, too. And then Big Ben, I think this will be a fun game because I keep saying that I think Aaron Rodgers is on his way out out as the Packers QB, and I think you're right, Big Ben's on his way out as the Steelers QB, uh, whether or not that's this week or next week, I don't know, but I think you're close on that one too. All right, Des, how about you? You got any reactions? I think Stafford's not better. He's just finally in the right system with players who can make him look better than he actually is. I've never not liked him. Like I, I wasn't a big fan of him in college just because he played for Georgia, but as far as the NFL goes, like he's always been a he's always been a great quarterback, but I just think that this Sean or the system that he's in is just it's making him look better than he really is. Like I said, he he has weapons. So is he a, is he a top five quarterback this year without a doubt? But I still want him in front of maybe Brady now that he's in his forties, but Brady still looks good. I sure as hell went in front of Mahomes. Mahomes is a different breed. He's a completely different specimen. Like we saw him make some over some throws that shouldn't have been able to be made in the Super Bowl. So to put him to put Stafford in the same conversation as Mahomes is disrespectful to Mahomes. Yeah, I think uh, Mahomes. The reason this is an overreaction for me is Mahomes making that decision. I, I don't know if we've all seen the video from the Super Bowl that they ended up winning against the Niners, but when he literally called out what their defense was doing and said, this play right here will work, and I will have Tyreek Hill open at this exact yard marker. And, like, he was right down to the yard, like, where he was going to be able to hit Tyreek. And, like, it, it was just incredible. The game, the play that ended up changing all of the momentum. 
so I mean, I, I believe Stafford right now has more talent than Tom Brady. I believe he's more talented than, or he's as talented as Mahomes, but like, obviously that's the overreaction aspect to it. I, also, I don't see um, Big Ben getting benched <laughs> for whatever reason. Pittsburgh, like, there's a good reason why Pittsburgh loves him. And I think the only way he is benched this season is if he just gets hurt or absolutely plays like dog shit. There's just, uh, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome in Pittsburgh where he's he's been good enough to him that they won't bench him, but everyone knows they need to. Yeah, he, he will also be a head coach in Pittsburgh before he's done with football. Um, but there's that. All right, Brendan, you had any more thoughts or? Um, as far as you, you, you absolutely blindsided me saying that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a head coach in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can't see that dude coaching anything, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think time will tell, but Roethlisberger, I, I, I mean, I come back to Josh's point about both Rogers and Roethlisberger being out. Roethlisberger wants to go out with his head held high and Rogers is auditioning for his next team. Right. So, I mean, I think you've got two quarterbacks, two totally different mindsets, I think Roethlisberger isn't going to get benched this week. I think they'll give him a couple more weeks, but by midpoint of the season, if he's if he's playing as bad as he's been playing, I think he'll get benched. Um, and then the the other overreaction you had as far as Kirk Cousins goes, he's always had the talent, and um, but he's his first three games, you look at it, he's playing from behind, he's playing high scoring games, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets in a real dogfight. Uh, what happens there, but so far through three games, I don't think you're wrong. All righty, Des, we're going to go ahead and look at this week in history. What do you got for us? What happened this week in history? Oh, well, there's a certain team that became the first team in NFL history to have an individual with 175 or more rushing yards and different individual with 175 or more receiving yards and lose. Got it. Uh, Carry answer. Tell, tell the fans who this is. <sighs> Des just likes torturing me on this show. That team would be none other than my beloved Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 181 yards and one rushing touchdown while Justin Jefferson had seven receptions for 175 receiving yards and a, touch, and a receiving touchdown and a 31-30 loss. The Can I add something to that real quick? Go ahead. The Vikings are also one of, I think, like one of two teams in NFL history to have the three highest scoring fantasy players on their team and still manage to lose. Um, with Also, with today being the September 29th, happy birthday, Calvin Johnson. Megatron. Destroyed the Vikings and everyone else's secondary for years. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. All righty. We're going to go into our week three preview. We're going to look ahead at some of the upcoming games, um, talk about them, give, them, give our thoughts, and then we'll wrap up after that. We're going to go ahead and start with Brendan. We've got Broncos versus Ravens. Who do you got? What do you see happening this week? Well, I think, obviously, understatement is it's a huge game for the Broncos, right? They're 3-0. This is the first legitimate team that they're playing. 
I think the way Denver's been putting pressure on quarterbacks is both a positive and a potential negative against the Ravens because you've got Lamar Jackson who will duck into the pocket and run downfield for 20 or 30 yards. He's leading the Ravens in rushing. If the Broncos can bottle him up, I think they've got a really good shot. And if Teddy doesn't turn the ball over, which he hasn't so far, I think Denver can find a way to be 4-0. Um, but for me, this is just big. Because regardless of the outcome, we'll know a lot more about Denver after this game as to whether or not they're actually a contender or a pretender, which, to be honest, most people think they're a pretender. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can prove some people wrong. All righty. I would have to agree there. I mean, obviously, big game. You've got a big-time contender, some a team that's been kind of viewed as a contender all offseason – and you've got the Broncos going up against them, it'll definitely tell the tale of who's headed where. Josh, let's go ahead and hit on Bills versus Texans. Uh, this one's going to be a blowout for the Bills. Josh Allen and the offense is finally rolling. The defense looks great, and the Texans are the Texans. Uh, they're on their third-string quarterback, there's just nothing you can say good about the Texans. Uh, this one's over before the Texans even get off the bus. Uh, Bills by 50. Fair enough. Des, let's go ahead and talk Titans versus Jets. It's going to be closer than people think, simply because Julio and AJ Brown are expected to be out for the game to arrest injuries. We still win, but... I don't know what the spread is. I just bet I would bet on the Jets covering for no other reason that we're going to have to pass the ball off to a backup tight end and young inexperienced receivers and then rely on Derrick Henry, which isn't a bad thing. We've done it before, but running backs get tired. Offensive line gets tired. Stuff happens. I think we move on and win, but we don't win comfortably just because uh, Julio Jones and Adrian Brown are expected to be out. All right, and then let's go ahead and look at Saints-Giants. Uh, it should be the Saints in a blowout. We looked good last week against the Patriots. Uh, the Giants still are the Giants. With, like, they don't look any better with Daniel Jones than they did with Eli Manning. Saquon Barkley proves each and every game that he was not worth the, over, the number two overall pick. Saints by 50. Uh, another fair enough. Um, it's funny because Dez and Josh both get – there's three easy games between Dez and Josh, and then Brendan and I are stuck with giant tests for both of our teams. Um, I've got Vikings-Browns on – Sunday at one and I just I don't know where to go with this um if the Vikings get typical Baker we can win this game Uh, Baker Mayfield does not win a shootout with Kirk Cousins it just doesn't happen if the Vikings end up facing Baker Mayfield that ended up annihilating the bears last week there could be some real issues um that defense is going to be a big challenge for a very inexperienced vikings front five um 
our offensive line is young. And so I've got some concerns about this game. I, I got to go Browns by probably a touchdown. And then I've got Steelers Packers. This is a hard one to look at. If TJ Watts healthy, if Devin Bush is healthy, if Joe Hayden's healthy, if Minka Fitzpatrick stops getting burnt on fly routes, um, that defense is the best in the league. They showed that week one against the bills. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was available. We, we were missing um, Devin Bush and we still came in and dominated the bills. And then the next two weeks we had injuries bite us and our defense wasn't enough to make up for our offense. Um, the Packers defense hasn't looked incredibly sound. Aaron Rodgers is probably as big of a head case as you can find in the NFL right now. Um, because one week he'll look really good and the next week he'll look really shaky. So I, I got Packers by a field goal. I think it's a shootout and Mason Crosby saves Aaron Rodgers yet again. Um, but yeah, that's where I see. I, I don't see either of my teams winning this week. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, but I doubt I will be. Uh, well, and I have uh, to add, I didn't actually pick my game. I, I said it was going to be good. I made a breakdown, but I didn't actually pick it. But as far as picking it, I think Lamar Jackson is going to figure out a way to score a late touchdown, and the Broncos are going to lose by about four. I think you'll see like 24 20, something like that. I could see that happening. It would not surprise me at all. It also wouldn't surprise me if Teddy Two Gloves finds a way to ball out and look like his rookie year self. So, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a wild week in the NFL. I feel like we're going to have a couple big upsets, and I think we're going to finally start to see where some teams shake out in the playoff picture. One thing's for sure, that AFC West is going to be uh, a absolute gauntlet to get through, um, which is brutal for me because both of my teams have the AFC West this year. <laughs> so <laughs> the Steelers AFC division is the West and the Bron or the Vikings AFC division is the West. So <laughs> um, NFL scheduling was not kind to me and my mental health when it comes to football. So, but we uh, appreciate you guys for joining us for another week um josh des and i are the three co-hosts on this show we're going to start by reminding you who our guest was this week he is our resident broncos admin he was winner of post of the week if you guys enjoyed what you heard from him and you want to see him ag again on future episodes go ahead and like his stuff what tag can they find you under to like your stuff and get you back here on this show hashtag bleed orange again go like his stuff um Go like the page if you haven't already. Um, he posts some really good stuff. He's one of our better um, meme makers. And so we we always enjoy when he makes a post. It's always high quality, high, highly entertaining. Um, I've got my co-host to my left here, our resident Bills uh, admin. He was on my right to start the show, wasn't he? Y'all be playing musical chairs over there on me. <laughs> We've got a resident Bills admin. Where can they find you? Uh, I am hashtag circle the wagons on our NFL page and hashtag the true north on the NFL page, or excuse me, NBA page. Uh, hashtag Cohen somewhere on our Major League Baseball page. That's right, Brendan. I forgot to ask you what your tags were on our other pages as well. 
Oh, okay. So hashtag Jordan pushed off on USMBA because he did. Damn it. I will <laughs> die on that mountain. Um, and then I'm I hashtag, disagree with you there. Yeah, most most of the world does. I don't give a shit. He pushed yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there. <laughs> and then I'm hashtag Utah man representing the Utes on USNCAA. All right. And then I've got my other co-host to now to my right. He was originally to my left. Our resident Saints and Titans admin. Des, where they where can they find you? Oh, NFL, I'm, I was, I was, I said earlier, King Me and Three Blind Refs, uh, Nothing But Nets on NBA, Rookie of the Year on MLB, Barry Picker on NCAA, and uh, shit, my Packers bigger on NHL. All right, and then I am your third co-host. I am hashtag Captain Kirk repping the Vikings. I am hashtag Sixburg repping the Steelers. I am your Randy Moss Legends admin with hashtag you got Moss. You can also find me on MLB at hashtag fly the W NCAA on hashtag AD blocker repping the Lake the Lakers. Wow, cannot talk today. Um, you can find me on. NCAA at hashtag just goat things repping the Tar Heels and you can find me just kidding that is all of the pages I'm on <laughs> but go ahead and give our entire family of underdog pages a follow check them out if you only like the NFL page go ahead and check out the other pages if you don't like any of them go ahead and check out our family and if you'd like to join us again just shoot any of our um, multiple Facebook pages a message and we will get the ball rolling on that Brendan we thank you for joining us this week we look forward to having you on the show again um, yeah guys it was great loved it alright folks thank you for joining us for another week and we will see you back here next week to discuss a wild week 4 and look forward to week 5 see you guys <laughs>